Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Madiba. If you happen to be in our area, you are most welcome to visit us. You'll surely feel at home. We appreciate your prayers for our ministry. We hope today's sermon will be edifying to you, your family, and your friends. Welcome. all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Are you happy this morning? The Lord is still preserving us. Amen. Let us just turn our Bibles to the book of Mark 
let's start with Mark 9, uh, verse 23, and greeting all that are on the streaming as well. Amen. He found it written this manner. It's Mark 9, verse 23. While you are at it, you will prepare Mark 16, verse 15 and 18. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to, the, to him that believeth. Amen. Then Mark 16. Verse 15 to 18. It, it found it written this manner. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Amen. How many agree with that? Amen. Just let's bow our heads. Gracious Heavenly Father, we are reporting for duty this morning. May you be gracious, Heavenly Father. We have met as the believers here as the spiritual militia, realizing that the hour is late. We can see, dear God, the signs that show that we are right in the end time. But Lord, we were told that when we begin to see these things taking place, we must not be despondent, but we must rejoice because our redemption is near. And dear God, to us, while the world has been ushered into this state of perplexity, we have a clarity of mind because the scriptures have prepared us for such an hour as such as this. And Lord, while the world is looking at this whole thing with such a state of panic, they are amazed that we look at the very thing and we rejoice because it shows that the Bible is indeed a prophetic book. Everything that was foretold is now happening before our eyes. That means for a believer, it is a blessed time. But for a sinner, it is a horrible time. And that is why we can come in, in this fashion and rejoice, dear God, knowing that we trust in the God that never speaks a lie. And the Lord writes here, as if the Bible says, all things are possible to them that believe, we are not going to even doubt it even one time, because it is inspired by you, dear God. We commit everything to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. While you take your seats, 
Amen. God bless you richly. <clears throat> now, somebody was asking me and say, in, in America they don't know wear masks, but here in Africa we wear masks. Then I, I said, it's because America has got a very strange president. Amen. He, last night I had him addressing his rally in Oklahoma. And he said, uh, because they were testing so many people and discovering so many COVID-19 cases, he has told the people that his team no longer to test the people so that they must not discover many cases. Uh, amen. So it's like somebody saying, let me close my eyes so that I see less. Amen. So uh, another thing is uh, the Bible says we must have faith, but on the other side it said we must have wisdom. Are we together? There is faith and there is wisdom. Amen. Now, uh, a real believer knows the time where this year. I need to use faith, but here I need to use wisdom because they go together, isn't it so? Amen. Amen. Right now we have read here and say, they shall take up serpents. You can't go around looking for a serpent. It will destroy you. But if a serpent comes from somewhere where you were not aware of and bites you, then God is obligated to protect you. Because you did not tempt God. Are you with believers? In this church, we believe in balance. Amen. Some, they say, ah, you need not to do all these health protocols. I say, hey, sometimes, you know, when somebody speaks, you must check the people that he leads. Some people, because they lead people that are irresponsible, that's why they can be irresponsible. But when you lead responsible people, you become re- responsible. Amen. A renegade that leads in the renegades does not need to be responsible. Amen. And a lot of times you find that such people, even their ministry is a vagabond ministry. Uh, one moment they've got a tent here, the next week they are at another place. But when you are traceable, you must be responsible. Amen. Hallelujah. On that note, happy Father's Day. Amen. Let's salute the real fathers in our midst. Uh, let me, I just have one something for you for Father's Day before I get into my message. Amen. Uh, <clears throat> fathers are wonderful. How many agree? Amen. Fathers are wonderful people, too little understood. And we do not sing their praises as often as we should. For somehow, Father seems to be the man who pays the bills, while the mother binds up little heads and nurses all our ears. And Father struggles daily to live up to his image as protector and provider and a hero of the scrimmage, and perhaps that is the reason we sometimes get the notion that fathers are not subject to the thing we call emotion. 
But if you look inside death's heart where no one else can see, you will find he's sentimental and as soft as he can be. But he's so busy every day in the grueling race of life, he leaves the sentimental stuff to his partner, his wife, but fathers are just wonderful in million different ways. And they merit and they merit love, compli- loving compliments and accolades of praise. For the reason that aspires to fortune and success is to make the family proud of him and to bring them happiness. And like our Heavenly Father, he is a guardian and a guide and someone we can count on to be always on our side. Happy Father's Day. Amen. So we appreciate the real fathers in our midst, whose families are counting on them. Amen. Sixty percent of fathers in South Africa have gone missing in action. It's only forty percent that are into it for a long haul, and for those forty percent, we say salute, keep on keeping on. We know that it is not easy being a father and to navigate these uncharted waters in the end time, but may the heavenly Father guide the earthly fathers. Amen. Amen. God bless you richly. Now, I want to come to my message and speak on the supernatural made known. The supernatural made... Hallelujah. The supernatural made... Amen. The supernatural made known. Now, the prophet, if Brother Mandla, if you can bring this quotation so that we can kickstart our message. Amen. It says in this message, Why Cry Speak, paragraph 46. He says, I think that is Why Cry, paragraph 46, if I'm not mistaken. It says, I think no church in its practice, no matter how intellectual and fundamental it might be, that church cannot thrive until the supernatural is made known among that people and they see it something that they can talk to that will talk back to them and that vindicates this written weight. Amen. So that is what the prophet says. He says, no church, no matter how fundamental it can be, it can never thrive until the supernatural is made known among the people, something that they can talk to and that can talk back to them, something that can answer their prayers and something that can vindicate this written weight. Amen. If we gather in the manner that we are gathered here under these challenging times, I don't think you would have gathered in this manner until we know that if we gather like this, then the supernatural is going to be made among us. Something that we can talk to and that can talk back to us. Hallelujah. Do I have the people whose prayers have been answered in the building? Hallelujah. People that know that they were were at a, at a, a, a cul de sac. And somewhat they did not know how they were going to navigate around that area. But somewhat they made it and said, today Satan, here I am. And what was that breakthrough? It was the supernatural being made to a believer. 
And once the supernatural is made to a believer, I can tell you, no one will talk you out of it. Hallelujah. You see, you could have never spoken to Moses that God does not exist. Because he would have told you that you were not there when I was in the burning bush and I saw God vindicating his weight. Are you still with me? You know, you know, when you have heard about God, somebody can talk to you about it. But when you have experienced God for yourself, oh brother, no one will talk you out of it. No circumstances will no circumstance will will dislodge you from your position. And every time whatever tornado comes your way, it vindicates God is alive. Whatever trial comes, it vindicates God is alive. And until the devil say, I'm confused about this fella. Why? It's because you've got a personal experience with God. Are you still here, people? And, and, and this I'm, I'm referring to experiencing God outside the four walls of the church. Inside the four walls of the church, sometimes it is motion, but the outside, where it is a personal experience, where a believer knows and know that I know what I'm talking about. Ah, oh, brother, there is, no, there is not even an internet side that will shake you. There is not a skeptic that will shake you. There is no Mr. Unbeliever that will shake you. There is no Mr. Impatient that will shake you. You say, Mr. Impatient, I looked at the weight, I waited upon the Lord, I waited for a day, for a week, for a month, for a year, but ultimately it happened. Hallelujah, are you still here? Because Mr. Impatient, he looks at it and say, God spoke about it, and he waits within 24 hours. If it does not happen, they move away. But Brother Bram said, God, give us men and women. Gallant men and women that are willing to stay on and say, if God does not answer today, he will answer tomorrow. If he does not answer tomorrow, he will answer next week. If he does not answer next week, he will answer next year. But when all is said and done, God is going to answer. That is the kind of believers that you are waiting for, brethren. Can somebody say, glory be to God. Amen. Now, the prophet continues in the message, if you bring the seventh seal. He says, paragraph 35. The seventh seal, paragraph 35, he says, may, may I just pass this to you. When the supernatural comes in, when the supernatural comes in, that's the mind of Christ. So you, you cannot say you've got the mind of Christ if you don't believe in the supernatural. Because the mind, the coming in of the mind of Christ, it is the supernatural. Then he says, you become so far away from your own thinking till in, even in your own mind. I don't know. Don't, he says, don't let me try to explain that because I can't. So there is a realm where things are not explainable. There is a, a realm where you cannot... Once you enter that realm, you can only be understood by the people that are in that realm. Uh, hallelujah. Uh, are you with me? A scientist is understood by a scientist because they speak the same jargon. 
financial experts are understood by financial experts because they speak the same jargon. Then the supernatural class is only understood by the supernatural class because they are in the supernatural channel. Uh, There are certain things that you cannot explain. Sometimes faith moves you in such a way where you say, it's going to be done. And we ask you, how is it going to be done? You say, I don't know the, I don't know the how part of it, but I know it will be done. I don't have the methodology to it, but I know it will be done. I don't have the formula to it, but I know it will be done. Paradoxical as it is, it will be done. And it will be done. Are, are you still with me? I hope we are together. Now, Bring this quotation now. While he's bringing the next quotation, Brother Bram speaks about. I've I've read a scripture here that in Mark 16, he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, and he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Now, the message community is beginning to become a victim, for a lack of a better word, I could say it's a victim. You know, in university, there is what we call acquired knowledge. And there is what we call applied knowledge. Now, it is good to acquire knowledge, but unless it is applied, it is useless. Are you, are you still with me? You, you can go and become, go to the best law school, but unless you put what you have acquired into practice, you're not going to become a great attorney. But once what you have learned and you apply it in real life, then it is useful. Then it changes your life. It changes the lives of the people around you. It changes your immediate environment. Are you still with me? Now, and, and I believe this country, they say we've got run about 50% unemployment rate, depending where you are looking at it. And they say there is a gap between what the workplace requires and, what, and how the universities and the institutions of learning are preparing the people. So there is a gap. So they get the knowledge, but the knowledge is irrelevant to the workplace. Are you still with me? I once, the other time, I once had a colleague that graduated in big com- communications from Rao. He could hardly construct an email. Now, until the company thought that this uh, degree was bought, and they went, you know, they went to investigate, and they found that it was legit. It was coming from Rao. Because what's happening? What he has acquired vis-a-vis what he was applying, there was a huge disconnect. Are you still with me? And I'm saying, we've got a great product, the message of the hour. We've got a great product, a vindicated way. We've got a great product, the supernatural product. But we need to check, do we apply it? Are you still with me? 
Yes, brother, you can tell me about thunders. Praise be to God. You can tell me about seals. Praise be to God. You can tell me about third pool. Praise be to God. But where is the application? Are you still with me? We, we live during the time, you know, you speak about apps. We need to know, what, how can I apply this in real time? Are you, are you still with Because let me, when you have come here and we preach to you, you are acquiring the scriptures. You are building your faith. But when you move and you go back into the real world, Satan is not testing you on theory. Satan wants to test you on what you know and what you can apply. Oh, brother, I hope we are together here. Now, the prophet says in this message, or maybe in the message, the junction time, brother, and then while you prepare the next one once I'm done here. He says, paragraph 52, he says now, what is it? We go to the changing time, we got the junction roads and the great unchanging God who was, it's unchangeable, who performed those things at the junctions of time, the past, how much more will he do now when all hell is set at rage and the end is here? He is the same. He doesn't fail. Folks, he doesn't fail. Omnipotent meets the miraculous, certainly, the unsearchable. He says, now, the unreasonable thinking of men can never comprehend the miraculous. Are you, no, no, you, your mind cannot comprehend the miraculous. That's why you need the mind of Christ. There, there are certain things, if we speak that they would happen. Your mind cannot comprehend that. That's why you've got to migrate from your thinking and get to his way of thinking. Are you still with me? Then he says, the unreasonable thinking of man can never comprehend the miraculous. You have to come in contact with the omnipotency. Then when you do that, you are in contact with the supernatural. Your life change. That's the first thing. Your thinking change. Your mind change. You are made different. Your sickness vanish. God's great power moves in. Do you see what is happening when you meet the supernatural? You, you, you cannot meet the supernatural and your life remains the same. You cannot meet the supernatural and keep on fighting the same battles. You cannot meet the supernatural and continue to be mediocre, both spiritually and naturally. Once you meet the supernatural, it expands your thinking. Because it makes you to enter into the realm where all things are possible. Folks, the reason we have come into church and the reason we have reopened the church is to re-energize you and say, yes, conditions are tougher, but we've got the supernatural that we can be in contact with. And it will change our life. It will change our thinking. <laughs> Brother, I, I don't know. Let's, let's carry on a bit. 
Your life change. Your thinking change. Your mind change. You are made different. Your sickness vanish. So you, you cannot want to change or make your sickness vanish unless you meet the supernatural. You cannot change your mind or upscale your mind until you meet the supernatural. You cannot be different until you meet the supernatural. Once you meet the supernatural, you become an oddball. Uh, and all Paul says, it will be done. Amen. While the evidence says, it cannot be done. Are you witness, brother Ezekiel? Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. This brother has got a good testimony. He was injured at work and everything, nothing worked. And we came and prayed and said, the money that you need, that they must pay you, it will be there. And you know, the government made him run around. We made a lot of phone calls, loads of emails. Over a long period of time, I kept on saying, brother, the money is coming. I remember I was in the office say, when it comes, you're going to even buy a car. Hallelujah. When you, when you were then looking at that, you would have thought, ah, these guys, they don't know what they are talking about. As I'm speaking, that car has arrived. He has bought a car. Now somebody say uh, it, it, it was his It was, it was not going to come There are people that are still waiting At some point in time they thought They must have been fraud Somebody must have taken the money But it has been resolved Because why? We, we didn't take it to the public protector We took it to the heavenly protector Oh brethren The God that we speak about is alive I hope we are together here. Now, bring this other quotation, brother. In the manifestation of the Holy of the Spirit, okay, he says in this message, you know. You know what I find in traveling? I say this with humbleness. I find two classes of people. One, the fundamental. The other, the full gospel. The fundamentals are the people that understand who they are, or let me allow him to explain. He says they are both fine classes of people. But here's the trouble. The fundamental knows what they are positionally in Christ, but don't have much faith to exercise it. Oh, brother, does it ring a bell? These, these people, they can, they can tell you which age we're in. These people, they can tell you about their position in the body. These people, they can put the scriptures and the quotations in their right places, but they don't have the faith to exercise it. Amen. Let's continue. He says, the full gospels got plenty of faith, but don't know what they are. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Do you see where we are going? Now, these other ones, they, they know even when they can explain the rapture. These other ones, they don't even know when the rapture is going to take place. They don't even know which age they are in. But they've got abundance of faith. Stay, stay with me here, because it's a very dangerous place here. It does not mean because these people have got abundance faith, they've got the rapturing faith. The rapturing faith is brought by the weight. Are you still with me? They've got faith to be able to sustain them from day to day, year to year. He says, the full gospels have got plenty of faith, but don't know what they are. That's right. Just like a man has got a lot of money in the bank, but he doesn't know how to write a check. And the other man has got no money in the bank, and he knows how to write a check. If I could ever get them together, let me put it this way, (laughs) brethren. Now, I was speaking to a pastor that recently was baptized with his church and they came into the message and they believed in the message. They were Pentecostals. Now, when I was speaking to him, then he was saying, hey, Pastor Madiba, you know, we are still new. There's quite a lot of things that we don't understand. And, and he was talking down on himself. I said, wait a minute. Is the devil trying to do something to you? I said, let me tell you, there is certain good things that you are coming with into the message. Uh, Hallelujah. I say, you Pentecostals, you really have an abundance of faith, but you don't know who you are. Hallelujah. We know who we are, but when it comes to the application of faith, we are lacking. Uh, I'm saying it, brethren. We know how to write a check, but there is no money in the bank. We've got sermons that speak about the third pool and what. Let me tell you something. If you were to come among Pentecostal, firstly, when you get among them, you'll find that they are immorally dressed. You will find that men, some of them may not even be living clean. But when you look at the results that they have, They will tell you, this is what the Lord has done. This is what the Lord has done. Then you come to the message people. They've got long dresses. They know who they are. But we say, give us the testimony. There is no testimony. But yet, they know the scripture, but they don't have the application of the scripture. Brother Bram say, let's get them together. And this morning, we don't just want to tell you there is money in the bank. We want to teach you how to write a check. And say, yes, there is money in the bank. And this morning, every redemptive blessing that is in the Bible belongs to every believer. Brother, I said every redemptive blessing. Hear me out. The devil, the, the greatest thing that the devil has robbed to the message community about, it is always to postpone their blessings. 
They, they think the message was made to make them to suffer now and later to be blessed. But your prophet say, the blessings that I need now, I will not need them in the millennium. I need them now. Are you still with me? Why are you post-dating blessings when God has not post-dated a blessing? Are you going to need health in the millennium? There is no sickness there. When do you need health? Hallelujah. You need your car to come to the service. Do you need it in the millennium? When do you need it? Do you need the food? Do you need it in the millennium or when? You need it now. And if God said you can have it now, you must have it now. Don't postpone it to next year. Have it now. Are you still with me? Then he says, one knows how to write a check. (laughs) Hallelujah. And one, and those normally they know, I've seen in, especially in corporate sector, you find that a consultant knows so much about the business, but he owns none. It's like a motivational speaker. <laughs> they can tell you and say how to grow it. And you say, how many have you grown? Zero. And you find a guy that cannot speak even English. He speaks in broken English. Can even not write. But he's owning this company. Are you still with me? It is not just the knowledge. It is the application of what you know. It is not the knowledge of the scripture, it's the application that you know. And folks, we are going through a pandemic now. We are going through, a, and this is going to test everybody's ability to rebuild. Yes. Are you still with me? Yes. Now, now you will understand why in everything, a lot of people, they don't understand. They say, if God is powerful... Why can't he just move me from one to hundred? Why, why cannot I, I bypass certain stages and be where I am if God is powerful? God is wise. He knows that if you move from one to hundred, you're going to miss some steps. And should you fall back on one, you don't know how to rebuild. He allows you to go through the step so that when you are at 100 and you come down here, you say, goodness, I remember how to get to two. I remember how to get to three. I remember how to get to four. Are you still with me? That The character we judge it on the ability to rebuild. I hope we are together. Bring this quotation, brother. In the message, God's provided way of healing. Now he says, when, now when you receive the inspiration that Jesus Christ died for your sickness, is that very hour that your healing has come. That's right. When you receive from heaven that Jesus died for your sins and you have accepted it, you don't need 
any prayer for you then, you have already accepted. Accepted it. It settles. Now, we can preach the weight, explain the weight, but you have to receive the weight. Are you still with me? We can preach, we can explain, but ultimately, you must receive the weight. And it says, then when you receive it, the revelation, something, when you receive it, the revelation, something slips out of the unseen world yonder. Coming down, rolling through a mystical channel into your soul. Now, you know that you're not just a soul. There is a channel of your soul that is connected to the unseen world. Not to the world that we see. The world that we see is temporal. But the world that we don't see is eternal. And wherever a believer is, is always accompanied by the unseen world. Are you still with me? You are driving, but you are not alone. You are in the house, but you are not alone. As one sister was coming somewhere, and it was late in the dark, then he sees, she sees a man coming, and this man looked very intimidating, and the sister began to tremble. As she was trembling and approaching this man, and he wondered, she wondered, is he going to do something to me? All of a sudden, a big dog came from now nowhere and started coming closer to the sister and walking next to the sister. As soon as they went past that man, the dog disappeared. God has got dogs. Where did that dog come from? Believers, where did that dog come from? <laughs> I say heaven has got dogs. Brother Ron said, my dog made it to heaven. And at the right time, God will send the right protection at the right time. But you must be conscious of the supernatural. Then it says, somewhere into your soul, that says, now I see it. Your eyes brighten. Your lips that were hung down, straighten up and smile. Every muscle in your body seems to rejoice. Something is going to happen. You don't need to be in a prayer line then. Oh, brother. Yes, there will be people that will come to the prayer line. But once your soul is connected to the unseen world and there is a supernatural channel and something rolls from the mystical, from the unseen, through that mystical channel into your soul. Right there, you don't need hands to be laid upon you because you have already received it. Ah, This is where we need to get the church to. Not where every time when there is something, hey, where is the pastor? Where is the minister? Somewhere when you are alone, you know that I have got access. I can access God at any time and access that unseen world and pull something out of there 
and bring it down into real time. I hope we are together here. Then he says, you've got it there. He says, now, if everybody in this building at this time would get in that kind of an attitude, every person would be perfectly healed. Now, do we get people that way? Some can receive it. Some cannot receive it. But those who can receive it, they look at it and accept it and believe it. Two people can be in one church, but they can arrive at different results. Are you still with me? I've said many times in this church, I say, it does not mean that if two students are in the same lecture room, getting lecture from the same lecturer, they are getting the same quality of education. Because once they are studying the same course under the same, in the same lecture room, under the same lecturer, one has got different aspirations vis-a-vis the one sitting next to them. Are you still with me? You can't tell me that if somebody they are in the same lecture room being lectured by the same person and one says, well, look, what the day I graduate, I want to work for Vodacom. And another one says, the day I graduate, I need a certain shareholding in Vodacom. They're not getting the same college of education. You can't tell me that you can be under the same pastor, under the same prophet, in the same church, and one says, goodness, I'm happy as the way things are. And one says, but based on what I have heard, I take it, accept it, and I'm going to apply it. One will have results, and the other one will not have results. We can explain the weight and preach the weight, but you have to accept it. And not only accept, act upon it. And when you act upon it, then you have the results. Are you still with me? Bring brother in the message A Healing Life, paragraph 19. He says, now, when the brethren received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, they said, this is the summit. This is all of it. Hallelujah. You know, they, they think this is, this is our destination. This is the end of it. This is the capping of it. But he said, brethren, that's wrong. See, there is no summit to God's power. <laughs> don't, don't limit God. Some say, yes, I've arrived in the message. I'm living right. That's the end of it. Brother, if you decide that's the end of it, don't make us to stay where you are. There is still more ground to be covered. He said, there is no summit to God's power. We move on. And on and on. Oh, coronavirus will not stop it. <laughs> there, there is no summit to God's power. 
we move on and on and on is the unlimited resources of God has never been tapped yet. Oh, brother. If you are in the house and we tell you and you have seen some rooms, we say, brother, there are still more rooms in this house. Uh, The onus is on you to say, let me find more rooms. Because I'm told there are still more room. The prophet says there are still unlimited resources of God that has never been tapped yet. And this church and these believers must tap into those resources. He says, blessings and power that we know nothing about. Oh, brother. Blessed are those that will arrive first. Blessed are those that will taste those powers and those blessings first. And they will bring a report, brethren, there are still more to That is why, that is why, when you have faith and your faith delivers the result, no one should ever stop you from testifying about God. The danger part is that every time you want to testify about God, Satan threatens you. People are going to say you are breaking. You are not breaking. You are breaking about God's greatness and say, I did not have the means, but God provided the means. And somebody will get your testimony and it will breed another testimony. Somebody will get your miracle and it will breed another miracle. Somebody will get your blessing and it will breed another blessing. Keep on testifying about God. Don't join pity parties. I said don't join pity parties. If you find, I'm just giving an example. If you find a bodybuilder complaining about a man that has got no muscles, cry, you don't join the bodybuilder. You tell him and say, don't you realize your size? Don't you see your muscles? Don't you see your stature? How dare you really are afraid of this? Don't be afraid of this. That's why we'll never join in any party party. Because we know everything that you need is already in you. We must push you harder until you deliver the results. Bring the quotation, brother. I have had a discussion of young people talking. And they were discussing among themselves, not in this church particularly. And they were discussing among themselves, they say, why we as young people don't achieve as much as we should achieve? Goodness. Reasons that were advanced were very mediocre. They said, oh, we can't do much because we attend services three times a week. Yes. Oh, we can't do much because we don't watch television to find people that can inspire us. I looked at that. I said, these people, they don't know where we have been. When we were still in school, we as young people in that school, Even unbelievers knew that if exam time comes and you want to pass, 
They used to, because we used to really cut our head until it's shiny, they used to call us the Shaolins. Around the exam time, they will say, it's time we go to the Shaolin church. Because there you get the blessings to pass. Because they looked at the students that were coming from that church, the young people, they were best. When it comes to mathematics, they were exceptional. Uh, one who became the best in the district in mathematics. Another one next day became the best in the district on accounting. And today, some of them are engineers and chartered accountants. Now, I'm looking at these young people today. They say, we don't have time. I was speaking to a young lady who is in NASA, is working for NASA now. And she said, the greatest thing that I treasure is that even during exam time, my mother used to make us to go to church. And today, she's one of the scientists at NASA. And she's a message believer. There is no excuse. What I say, there is no excuse. Are we drinking? Most of the time we are sober. What are we doing with our sobriety? If a drunkard can make it and you are sober all the time, but you don't make it, there is no excuse. There is no excuse for mediocrity from a believer. No sin. And mediocrity is not spirituality. Everything that you're going to do as a believer, you're going to show that you've got a Joseph touch. It is going to show that it has a divine touch. It's going to make people to come to you and say, what is the secret behind your success? And you can say, there is a God who knows better than I know. There is a God that has got the methodology. If you are even more mediocre, how are you going to testify to somebody? How are you going to tell somebody that God is able when he's disabled in your life? How are you going to tell him he's a healer if he doesn't heal you? The world, brethren, the world is tired of lip service. They've heard everyone talking about Jesus. They need people that can bring him on the scene. And I believe we are the people that can bring him on the scene. And how do you bring him on the scene? You've got to develop a certain degree of defiance. Defiance, it means that you are in a certain environment. Everybody is going this way. Everyone is accepted this way. But you say there is a better way. It's a, it's a record-breaking mentality. There is a better way. Yes, we have been in Egypt for 400 years. No, we can break out of this cycle. How are we going to do it? With a rod. How are you going to do that with a rod? Behind that rod there is an angel. And that angel will deliver the results. Now, now you are moving away from your thinking. Because if Moses was within his thinking, he was not going to go to Pharaoh with a rod. He had to move from his thinking and know that there is an angel and there is a God that I met in the burning bush and that God will deliver the result. And that same attitude is required from every believer. That's why I refuse my life to be disrupted by the coronavirus because it's a demon. Are you still here? I say it's a demon. 
Yes, we'll be wise around it, but we are not going to be held at a ransom by a demon. No, the results that we wanted to achieve, we'll keep on achieving them. The way we wanted to go, we are going there. And no coronavirus formed against us shall prosper. Somebody say amen to that. I want to drop out of varsity because of corona. No, sir. There is still more ground to cover. And we cannot resign ourselves to a state of helpless like the world. Our God is not like their God. Our faith is not like their faith. Our message is not like their message. Our brother, our rock is not their rock. We are made it different. And we're going to bulldoze our way and deliver the results. I was encouraged by the board members. They say, we need to start building. I looked and said, goodness, what a bullish faith. In the midst of pandemic, men say, yes, we've got to get back into business. Why? They realize we can't give Satan the glory. Believer, hear me out. Whatever you had set out to do, do it. I say, do it. Carry on with your plans. And ask God for a banking. No disease is going to stop you. But it depends how you tune your mind. If you only, you know, I've spoken, there is a a psychological concept to it. I just forgot the particular name for it. But I've spoken to you many times about it, that as soon as you buy a BMW, you become aware of every BMW. Isn't it so? But when you were driving the other car, BMW were going up and down, you didn't see them. But the day you bought it, and you drive, you say, ah, there is a BMW. There is a BMW. Why? You, you become conscious. The same way that a new BMW will trigger you to be aware of other BMW, may, may the supernatural be triggered the same way. And wherever you go and say, there is another miracle. There is another miracle. There is another miracle. Because now you are living in the realm of miracles. Amen. Bring it, brother. He says, don't worry about the economy. I heard that Edgar is closing down. I say, sisters that are in the sewing business, there is the market for you. Amen. You have heard me. I feel it was someone that was saying, Hallelujah, Pastor. We, we receive. But here they're still going to analyze it. <laughs> Amen. Now, he says, Are we still there, brother? He says, We move on. And on is the unlimited resources of God has never been tapped yet. Blessings and powers that we know nothing about is never being revealed. 
It's never been revealed to, to archangels. It's laying just ahead for his church that will believe. For eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it entered to the hearts of men what God has for them in store that love him. Oh, brother. Let's carry on. Let's move on and claim our rights. Claiming your rights is never... When someone says claim it, it means there are going to be obstacles between you and claiming whatever you need to claim. But when you know that it is rightfully yours, goodness, you're going to bulldoze your way. But a lot of times, and I've told you many times, what believers lack, it's a certain... It's a certain holy agitation, a certain, a certain pushy behavior, and say, yes, it's mine. You say, no, Satan, but I refuse your no. Your no, I refuse it. I carry on because behind it, I must get what is mine. But a lot of times, believers, as soon as a no comes, we retreat. And even form a testimony about it. You know, they hate us. They don't hate you. You are not pushy enough. Are you still with me? Brother Roman spoke spoke about the persevering faith. What it means? It means it is persistent. If it is persistent, that means there will be resistance. But it keeps on bouncing back. It keeps on bouncing back until it delivers the results. A believer doesn't retreat at the, at the slightest side of no. Let's move on up into deeper. He says, let's move up and claim our rights. As God opens the gates and swings out the welcome mat. Oh, brother. The more you push, there is a reception waiting for you. A welcome man where God says, welcome, here are your blessings. <laughs> but before you get there, you've got to move and on and on and know. And the greatest danger, Satan always loves to offer substitute. Amen. A substitute is a curse to the original blessing. Ishmael was a curse to what's waiting for Isaac. Gadish Bania was a case for refusing to get into the promised land. As long as Satan can say, you have arrived. You can't go further. Because there there are giants. You came out of Egypt. Here you are fine. Brethren, we were not called out into the wilderness. We were called out into the promised land. Yes, there are giants. But if God said we are going there, we'll drive them out. Go and check anyway. Every time I have seen people setting out their minds on something and being inspired for it. And as soon as a substitute comes, then they settle and say, that means this is what God meant for us. That's not it. He says, as God opens the gate and swings out the welcome mat, Let's move on up into deeper depths and never colonize ourselves 
to organize ourselves or to get into a place where this is. We believe this and that's all. Let's believe this plus how much more we can hear from God. (laughs) Brother, yes, we believe the baptism of the Holy Ghost, but not only that, additionally, anything that comes from God, let it be added. And it says that ought to be the motive of every man and woman that loves the Lord Jesus Christ to receive all that you can from the hand of his bountiful mercy. That's my heart. Amen. Let's come to this other quotation here, bro. In the message, we're going to dwell on this message for a while. The fundamental foundation of faith. Let me not forget that I need to keep time. Amen. He says, He says, Now, we hear so many people say, Well, if, if I only had faith, faith doesn't mean long drawn out prayer meetings. Some people, they think that if you are there for the whole night, praying for the whole night, it means you have faith. That is not the case. He says, faith, it doesn't mean, he says, it doesn't mean long fast. Faith is an unconscious thing. Your real faith, you are unconscious of it. You don't know that the faith you've got is unconscious matter with you. Could you imagine Jesus questioning whether he had faith or not to stop the winds or steal the waves or have enough faith to raise up to relate, to raise Lazarus up? He never questioned his faith. Now the first thing before you can have faith, you've got to have some foundation for faith. There's got to be something behind it. Are you with me? Come, brother. Message, fundamental foundation of faith. Somewhere where we are going. And we'll wrap up. Paragraph 8. Excuse me. The prophet says, "No No matter what a state a man is, He is yet a son of God. No matter how sinful he is and how far away he is, he is a fallen son, but yet he is a son. God is his creator. God is his maker. God has bought him with a price. He may never reconcile himself to that, He may never accept it. It may never do him any good. But yet he is a son. And she is a daughter of God. Nine. He says man. Man was made a secondary God. Do you understand the gravity of that statement? If he was made the secondary God. Who is the primary God? The almighty God. Man. Which man? Not only Adam, you. 
brother and a sister, you were made to be a secondary God on earth. Brother. He was given the power to control all things and all elements of the earth. That was Adam. Adam was given these great powers, but the, then the power that he was given to make himself is where he fell. That means to reproduce himself. That's where he fell. And if you go into the Genesis, the Lord said unto Adam, while he was still a spirit form, he said, multiply and replace the earth. He was not referring to this beast. The original words were uttered to Adam in his original form. Are you still with me? And Adam could speak to the winds, and it would stop. He could speak to the trees, and they would obey him. He could speak to the wildlife, it would obey him. He could speak to the waters, ever what it was, everything obeyed Adam. Now, that is the beginning of man. That's what God gave him power over, everything on the earth. Now, through the fall, he lost that power. Then he becomes unconscious of the fact. After losing his relationship and friendship and fellowship with the father, then he lost that and all his great channels become clogged up. He couldn't get it through. That mystical channel was clogged up. He couldn't get through the father and the father couldn't get down to him. Are you still with me? Now, now, here is a profound statement. Now, it doesn't say tomorrow. It says now what Adam was in God. Christ has redeemed us back to that. (laughs) Do you hear that? What Adam was in God. Christ has redeemed us back to that. Now, if Adam was in control, I must be in control. If Adam controlled the elements, I must control the elements. If Adam could speak and things could materialize, I must speak and things must materialize. Whatever Adam was in God, that's exactly what a believer is today. You don't say amen enough. Because you are still analyzing. I say don't analyze. Accept it. Believe it. And act upon it. Don't analyze. Because the guy that knows how to write. You know the problem is. If you know how to write a check. But you don't know how much is in the bank. But you are clued up about writing a check. Even if we give you a blank check and say. Write whatever amount you want here. First thing we want to say. Which bank is it? By the time you write, you have already downgraded your expectations. But give somebody who knows nothing about banking and say, here is a blank check. Write whatever you want. Goodness, the check will not have enough space for the zeros. I say, 
All things are possible to them that believe. You see, yeah, I know Amen is coming through a mask. All things are possible to them that believe. Here is a problem. You are, you are now using your mind to process what I'm saying and you are looking at the background, the circumstance and the obstacles. Then you come down and say it is impossible. Let me tell you of something as a parting shot. An engineer in India, he was, given a, he was given a tender to build a bridge. And when he went, he built that bridge in record time within the budget constraints. And when he was asked by the media and said, Sir, this was a massive project. How did you achieve it in record time and within budget constraints? What was your secret? He said, my secret, I want to find engineers who did not have much experience, but who had the zeal. He said, because had I gotten engineers that were experienced, we were going to spend time debating about the project. His exact words was, I got the people who didn't know what they didn't know. Because when you know what you know, your knowledge brings limitations. If I tell a child now and say, tomorrow you're going to be a medical doctor, a child will not say, it takes seven years in medical school. It takes, no, a child will say, yes, I will be. That's a childlike faith that every believer must have. And coming to the end of my message, everything that you desire, it is within thy reach. Oh, there are, there are analyses that are going through the building. And analysis will lead to paralysis. I said, get away from analysis. Everything that you desire, it is within your reach. Oh, goodness. This, this coronavirus is not going to stop me from pronouncing on that. Everything that you desire. I'm giving you a blank check. Issued by the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything is possible to them that believe. In my name, shall they shall cast out demons. In my name, they shall handle serpents and serpents will not do them harm. That's Mark 16 and it is inspired. The problem, the problem, the message community, we said, oh, we are after the weight. But we neglected the supernatural, the signs. Yes, we don't look for the signs. But goodness, as I follow the way, I need to check behind me that as I follow the weight, the signs and wonders come after me. Oh, brother. And if I follow the word and signs and wonders are not coming behind, something is wrong. Either I need to check my life or I need to check what I'm following because the supernatural must be made known among the people. How are we going to testify about him if we cannot point at his miracles? We can make a person to read 
and say, look here, this is what the prophets say, this is what the Bible say. But brother, after we said this is what the prophets say, this is what the Bible say, we must say, what is written? Here are the results. Here is an evidence that the spoken word became the written word. And the written word is the living word. Here is the evidence. Oh, when Mr. Skeptic and Mr. Impatient and Mr. Unbeliever come your way and they say, God is a liar. You can't use literature in court. Yes, you need literature, but there's what we call precedency. You must say, in such and such a year, this thing happened, and so and so, got such and such, and it must be a true account of what happened. Now, when Satan comes my way and says, this message is dead, and he comes my way and says, this prophet is false, I say, Satan, you are a liar. Look at that young girl. Her life was messed up. But look where she is now. What is the result of that? There must be evidence, folks. Can somebody know what I'm talking about? There must be the evidence. As we are preaching here, I don't expect you to go back and just be business as usual. That is why I'm pushing you. In the next coming months, as people are taking in numbers and say, look at what is happening. Look at the economy. Look at the sickness. Just disregard that and say, I'm checking my blessings. I'm checking the quotation. I'm checking the scriptures. Don't lose your focus. Don't lose your vision of Jesus. Even during the corona time, everything that he said, he will do it because he's not a liar. Others are going to retreat and say, goodness, look what's happening. Don't retreat. Don't retreat. In every adversity, there is a hidden opportunity. In every adversity, there is a hidden opportunity. But you need to be conscious of the supernatural. Brother Bram said, a man who is in contact with his maker, he is a superman. Superman over corona, superman over economy, superman. Brethren, we expect to hear testimonies. We're not going to attend PT party. I'm not even planning a burial service here because of corona. No, sir. That's not in my program by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I expect a blessing after a blessing. And join me in that. You know, sometimes when you walk on a tightrope and you're demonstrating, everybody's stepping hands on it. But there must be time to say, let's walk together. And I'm saying, let's not preach it. Let's live it. And say, during this time, we're going to experience our own revival. I'll repeat. We're going to experience our own revival. Right in the midst of chaos. Right in the midst of uncertainty. We're going to see God on the move. 
Let not these times cloud your mind. Get away from your mind and embrace the mind of Christ. Then you're going to see what we are talking about. May God richly bless you. In closing, Brother Brenham said, Disparation pulls out things that you never thought are inside of you. You know, even if you are not the best of athletics, athletes, but should we see a lion now? Amen. Sisters, even with your long skirt, some brothers will see dust. Amen. But when we are speaking about it, you don't know that it is there. But when the circumstances arise and adrenaline kicks in, you only realize when you are stopping by the side of safe ways and say, how did I get here? It was in you. You did not know that it was in you. God created the circumstance to bring out the best out of you. And there is a circumstance that is being brought in the end time to bring out the best out of us. We're not going to retreat. God bless you richly. Amen. Let's just stand to our feet. I mean, I appreciate him. The prophet says, live as if he's coming at any moment, but plan as if he's coming in a thousand years. That's why I say, those plans carry on. Say, Pastor, pray for me. I'm busy with this project. Coronavirus or no coronavirus? Then we lay hands upon the project. Then forward you go. Amen. Brother Brandon, or it was one elder said, God promotes by, God's, God's promotion is by demotion. Amen. The coronavirus will demote others, but it will promote others. Amen. 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 Let's just hum only believe, only believe. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. As we're in prayer, as we're harming it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. As we meditate on this way, there is no summit to God's power.
Thank you, Jesus. more time yes Lord Jesus our heads about just help me do one more time about and eyes close you'll pray and repeat after me as we pray Lord Jesus Christ we appreciate you this morning to know that there is no summit to your power To know that there are still untapped resources and untapped blessings. Help us to keep on moving on and claim every redemptive blessing. May we not be shaken by the times we live in. This coronavirus doesn't change who you are. This economy does not change who you are. You are still in control. The Bible says Jesus Christ is the same. Yesterday, today, and forevermore. We believe those so, Lord. We've heard the weight. We receive the weight. We believe the weight. Help us to act on the weight. We commit everyone in this building. May you bless them richly. May you heal them if they are sick. May you deliver them, dear God, if they are burdened. That through their experience they may come a testimony. As we commit everything to you, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you, Richard. Till we see you next Sunday, have a blessed week.
God bless you richly. It's been wonderful to see most of you. God bless you, Kune. Good to see you. Amen. Amen. It's a pleasure. Amen. Amen. Uh, yeah, just sing us. Sister Departy, just come stand here. Hey, you can see she'll dismiss you. Falling in love with Jesus, then after you are dismissed. God bless you. Connected.